0: Okay, this is Jason York, your host on the York Podcast Show. Um, Just got some news about the pandemic and once again, more bullshit news in Vancouver here. I guess tomorrow there is going to be a rally against a lockdown. Folks, this is becoming idiotic. Suddenly, people are starting to really express and show that what they have for brains is more or less shit. Look look uh, again I understand what what happens when I I'm self-employed and this has been hell, okay? But I I would rather know that if, you know, 85 to 90% of the population is more or less kind of stuck at home for the next month or possibly two, then we're not spreading this fucking virus. And, and again, we have to go back to what Trudeau has laid out on the table on Friday morning. Look into it, folks. Look into it. Small business owners and renters across Canada will receive a substantial amount directly into your account. Not the owners. Because we already know there's some real pieces of crap owners in this city that are not... Following the guidelines in terms of doing the proper paperwork to help and provide secure uh, living, there are some significant names, and there are people that I do know personally that have have had issues with these large, large names. And and I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna turn into a whistleblower here, but there are some real heavyweights in Vancouver that aren't doing justice in terms of helping and providing a roof over someone's head. Now that being said again, Trudeau will lay out, I think it's from 65 to 75% into your account funds towards your rent if you're a small business owner, a renter across Canada. And that will go directly into your account, not the landlord. I keep stating that and I keep I keep really really pushing that. Because I think that's why a lot of people fear the lockdown. Look, the the, the lockdown isn't going to be fun. But let's don't forget, we've done this before and we got through it. We got through it. We are literally, literally months away from getting vaccines and getting it delivered to the people on the front line, more importantly, number one, to our seniors. And, and and then the rest of us. But this between now and then, and I will say this, I'm going to make a bold prediction, is that I, I really firmly believe that now there's several different vaccines. I, I really honestly believe, uh, I, would, I would venture to guess, that a large portion of Canadians will get this within the next three months. Because when you start, and, and if you really want to get technical, the, the vaccine was was more or less discovered, built with, within, within weeks of January. Okay, they, 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 they've done their math, all the logistics are in, and the whole cocktail of this vaccine was basically laid out right in front of them from some of the top scientists in the world Back in mid-January. But the grueling amount of testing that they've had to do. Now we're getting the the rays of hope and the rays of light and possibly the the end of the tunnel is coming. But when you want to start fucking with this on a level of having no regard, no respect for this virus. And now Vancouver people are going to hit the streets on Sunday Sunday. For some anti-lockdown bullshit. Folks. We just had five weeks of numbers. Just going through the fucking roof. And now. This city wants to do an anti-lockdown. Fucking get together downtown. If I listen. If I'm the VPD right now. More importantly. If I'm Horgan. I come out. Right now. And simply say. Look. Look. This isn't going to happen. And if you are in some sort of rally around this anti-lockdown, you will be fined. And if you want to linger through the streets and act like an asshole, you will be fined and thrown in jail. And that's that. Folks, this government needs to step up. Again, we've just had several weeks of numbers annihilating old numbers like no one's business. And here we go. The city idiots want to get together and and tell us because they get a fucking thought or a feeling driven by, by outright righteousness. That's it. It's nothing else, folks. And this is where Horgan needs to step in tonight and simply say, listen, this is not going to happen. And I can tell you right now, folks, that probably won't happen. And that's unfortunate. It is god-awful unfortunate that this is going to possibly happen tomorrow in Vancouver. It's outright bullshit. When, when leadership is doing nothing, it, it, it's all over the media right now. It just broke that there is to be a rally downtown and all you're going to do is spike the numbers. We've seen it on October 31st when a bunch of yahoos wanted to come in from the valley and their uncles Camaros and their Trans Ams, basically. I mean, that was outright fucking ridiculous, folks. Why do I get fired up about this? Because I'm tired of living in a fucking studio. Who doesn't want to get out there and live their life? And if you think for one second, I love wearing my fucking mask, it sucks. It's brutal. But it needs to be done. And when we when we hear this leadership stand in front of a microphone and go off about the logistics, I don't care about that anymore. I would rather someone stand up there and be firm, assertive, back it up with mandates and heavy fines... If you haven't got this, folks, you're lucky. That's that. We are walking on massively stupid thin ice right now. We are, put, put it this way, the ice is cracking in Vancouver. And again, October 31st, I believe there was over 800 to, to something like 1,500 punks, men and women. I mean, that's Vancouver for you. For whatever fucked up reason, I guess Granville's the place to be or something. That street is fucking gross. Sorry. Straight up. Folks, do not if you if you if you <laughs> if you're thinking you want to go down there, don't. Do the right thing. That's not fucking preaching, folks. Don't do it. I I mean I mean here here here. Take a look at this. When 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 you see these get-togethers on CNN and MSNBC with Donnie's dum-dums and his trumpets and all that stuff, you know what happens about a week later? Oh, 62 or 22 or 32 or 14 people that were at that uh, little shindig for 100 people or 200 people have tested positive. There was a guy that was running, running in the early stages of the election, like way back a few years ago, Goes to Donnie's little powwow little sort of dumb election sort of committee party or whatever, gets it and he's dead within two weeks. Don't go downtown and spread this. If you do, it's your own fucking fault. It is your own fault, folks. This is this is becoming again. We're on thin ice. And if you think that this is fake, this is a hoax, I don't know what type of crack you're smoking, but put it down. Because this is real, folks. I I mean, switching gears and it's hard not to, but the U.S. has been driven by a hyperbolic narrative for the last four years. And that's All produced by absolute, ignorant, selfish, greedy, evil men. Steve Bannon, number one. Stephen Miller, number two. I mean, these two are absolutely outright off their fucking rocker. Mnuchin. The list goes on. But the the script that Bannon has given Donald J. Trump from day one has worked and that's that's pathetic it is absolutely pathetic because what donny does is he spray paints this hyperbolic narrative throughout the nation and guess what half of the nation believes his lies they believe his I- exaggerations i mean he basically told us that this is a hoax this is a political hoax look at the dems trying to politically scare you by you know telling you to wear masks And this guy's fucking golfing the last few days. Meanwhile, the pandemic in the United States of America is just skyrocketing. And this guy sits there behind his, or stands up there in front of his podium and says, it will be gone by April, like a miracle. Folks, do not believe that jackass and do not believe your neighbor out in the valley that says this is a fucking hoax. Let's go downtown and raise havoc cuz we don't need another If if there's a lockdown and you don't own a business, then you, should, you you have I mean period, you have no business going downtown to 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 wreak havoc. But if you have a job and unfortunately, yes you know, sort of, the, well, not sort of, but if the nation shuts down for a month, or let's say two, and let's say, let's say, let's hypothetically say the city was locked down for one month, one month, and let's say in a month and a half, we woke up, unfortunately, but let's say we still woke up to numbers that were maybe 90 a day. That's that's still unfortunate, But what would that feel like? What I don't understand is people are so bloody stupid to think, or pardon me, to not think and realize when we had that lockdown, again, we got lucky. And it was the summer. And most of us were kind of out and about during a the lockdown. There was a shit ton of people holding hands and, 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 and couples and, and, and families were all out and about together. And some were wearing masks. But we were more or less kind of all outside doing our thing. And yes, everything was locked down. But, or pardon me, that was, that was kind of mid-spring But everyone was out and about walking around. We weren't hovering in stores. We weren't hovering in schools. We weren't hovering around in in restaurants and all that stuff. We seemed fucking fine and dandy to do takeout. And guess what, folks? We forgot that we had some of the lowest numbers in the world. And and people are screaming blue fucking murder. And, And this is what I don't understand. The people that don't own a business and... What is it in you? Like if, if you've got... if you, Again, Trudeau is going to lay out money for renters. Okay? Use that. Pay your bills. On time. Do the right thing. And stay the fucking doors. And that's it. Play your PS3 or whatever. But why so many people are just so dead against this lockdown... Like, what's it going to take, Vancouver? Is it going to take a fucking thousand of cases a day or 50? I I hope and pray. And there was a doctor on MSNBC the other night. Now I believe he has been picked up to join the the Biden administration. And he he, he said it simply like this. He goes, there's going to come a day in the United States of America, we're going to look back in his exact words where he goes, and I don't mean this and I don't hope this and I I don't want this to happen. He goes, but there it will be A black day where we all look back and we go, oh yeah, it wasn't so bad when we used to have 120,000 cases a day. And meanwhile, a few seconds later, he goes, because basically what's going to happen is if we don't get this under control, we're going to be looking at possibly three to five to 600,000 cases a day. And then you have Teresa Tam come out the other day and basically say the same fucking thing in Canada. Yes, the numbers are whew, way, way, I mean, far less than that. But I'll tell you this, folks. Canada cannot afford to get thirty to 60,000 cases a day. And now there's a report coming out of North Vancouver this evening that a major portion of uh, Lionsgate Hospital... Has been infected. That's the last place, folks, you want this to be. But let's keep the local ski mountains open. Folks, if we get locked down for a month and Trudeau comes out Monday morning and says, Ladies and gentlemen, it's a lockdown. What in God's name are you going to do? Are you going to accept it? Are you going to rant and rave? Are you going to run to your fitness world and smash glass so you can get down on the working bench? Are you fucking kidding me, folks? People wake up. Our numbers were some of the best in the world after the lockdown. And what happened was, number one, winter was around the corner. And number two, we jumped in way too fast. And yet there was no pause on the break. There was no, okay, maybe we should take a step back. Nope. And again, I said it in the last episode. Very gray restrictions. Very iffy. And if you go on social media right now, there's a lot of people that are giving these three a massive backlashing. And again, I'm not going to sit here and badmouth these three. I I sure as hell wouldn't want to be in their position. But if I was, some of you people might go, whew, this guy's taking some serious actions here. Lockdown, take your kids out of school. And guess what, folks? We will put the money directly into your accounts. And we're going to be locked down for the next six weeks. You want a Christmas? Buy Christmas online. That's that. But ladies and gentlemen, we are in the rip of this pandemic and a lot of you have said it's never left it never left there was no first second third fourth wave there has been one wave it never left but what we did was we did the right thing before and why these the this this government is just just leave the foot on the gas just a little bit it's wrong folks Take your kids out of school. Stay home from work. As Hey, I mean, Bonnie said it. If you can work from home, work from home. And if you want to go wreak havoc downtown because you just want to feel a fucking part of, you're a loser. Straight up, man or woman. If you feel you think you need to go downtown and yet you got a few bucks in your bank to take care of you, you, you yourself for the next month or two, but you need to feel a part of something, you are a fucking clown. That's that. Innocent people are getting this due to idiots. Period. That's that. I am Jason York, your host. That is the end of this discussion this evening. Coming up, we're going to talk about some of the... Other happier things in life <laughs> that used to make a lot of us happy. I, I think that's the biggest thing I miss the most is, is traveling into other cities and checking out live acts. I was in New York last year and one of my favorite bands, the Black Keys, was playing at the Barclays Center and I was, I was massively exhausted after day one there and I think they were playing the next night. I just couldn't do it New York, New York will do that to you Whoever's been to New York knows exactly what I'm talking about That first day, that first night is exhausting So, that being said um, We're going to take a break We're going to come back We're going to talk a lot of music We're going to talk a lot about movies I'm going to give you my top 5 right now Top 5 movies of all time Number 5, Goodfellas Can't go wrong Scorsese, um, like just just the moments that he's given us through Hollywood. I mean, the list of moments that guy has given us. I mean, never mind the amount of moments in Goodfellas, Casino, Taxi Driver. The the movie that probably messed me up since, or probably uh, pardon me, that messed me up the most. And and I gotta tell you, like I don't mind a good thriller and I don't mind a good horror movie if it's done well. But one of the psychological movies that really fucked me up bad was um Scorsese's Shutter Island with Leo and Ruffalo. That was brilliant. Oh, that was nasty. Um but that's not in my top five. But I, I love Scorsese. Um what he's done with him and Leo has just been it's been amazing. Um but what in, but what him and Bob have done is is truly amazing. Let's don't forget Pesci. Um, The Irishman, Joe Pesci, was just... Him and Harvey Keitel, those couple scenes were at the table. That was... Harvey had some little moments in that movie. I I love Keitel. Um, Okay, so number five, Goodfellas. Now, this movie here, again, a thriller. A lot of people liked it. I don't know if a lot of people loved it. And there was a lot of people that were like, you know. But Michael Clayton is a damn good movie. And and it's a great, great storyline. I I really think one of George's best. Love Michael Clayton. Uh, Number three, I love Traffic. Traffic was great. Um, Benicio Del Toro is great in everything. But Benny was great in Traffic. I mean, there was a... What Benny was after in that movie was was the last scene of, of Benicio sitting there watching these, these kids play baseball under the lights. Um, great scene. Great, great scene. Um, and then number two is another Benicio movie. I seen this movie for the first time just a couple of years ago. And that's when I was like... Okay, this guy's is one of my favorite all time actors now, and and Benicio already is Jack Nicholson, Benicio Del Toro, are my two favorites, but Josh Brolin and Benicio Del Toro in Sicario, fucking lights out. Forget it. The the haunting dark music that sort of thunders through this this mild volume is just fucking epic. Um, it's a great movie. It's a fucking incredible movie and i've read a lot of different stories about how that movie and its ending with benicio there was i guess some sort of i'm going to touch base on this story i'm going to share it a little bit later on but i guess um oh why am i drawing a blank the female actress in that movie um emily blunt is it her and Benicio had some small disagreement about, I believe, the the second to last, or or near the end of, and and it could be, I, I'm gonna get this right. I'm gonna look into it. I wanna say it was when Benicio took out the whole family, or it might have been the very end where you know Benicio was basically making her uh sign the paperwork. Um but that movie and its underlying basically you know there's a lot more people involved in the cartel than 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 we think and countries are involved in that in very manipulative dirty tactics um and and it it again it kind of showed us that behind closed doors there are many countries that are all involved in this and and that's it's kind of sad number 1 my all time favorite movie is within my mind and I, and I'm a huge Al Pacino fan, De Niro fan, um, Benicio del Toro, Leo, Di, Leo, Leo, Di, uh, Leo DiCaprio. Um, I love Alec Baldwin. Um, but one full of the cuckoo's nest is to me is one of the great all time classics. And Jack Nicholson, in my mind is truly the best actor, um, and and him and 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 Bob and Pacino, um Dustin Hoffman, Robert Redford, I mean they're they're all right there. But Jack is is fucking phenomenal in this movie. And we're gonna talk a little bit about that movie later on in the next episode because there's a lot going on on that script, brilliantly well written by Michael Douglas and a few other people. Um but that movie I, I seen that unfortunately at a very young age. And it it kind of haunted me a little bit, but as I got older, i seen it, I read the book, and and that was one of the first books that I actually kind of read because in English, I think it was English 10, they make you read that book. Um, And I remember reading that in class, and it was kind of, I don't know, it it kind of brought that class together. And I knew that our English teacher really, really, really um, liked the book and liked the movie. Um, But that movie was... It was hauntingly scary because in the seventies, a lot of those movies were like that there was there was a shit ton of psychological thrillers, and the Hollywood Studios knew that they were onto to something, but that movie alone um with with a few others i i think really did something to people and and not only because the the movie the script and all that. But it was, I, I think, just with what was going on at the time, and I think what was really going on at the time was, is that mental illness was really becoming something of of importance. I think more governments and more um, doctors, and 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 we were starting to see these these um, these how do I say this these these. I mean, there was more wards in the hospital that, that were unfortunately taking more and more of these people. I mean, they were building these buildings for these people that were suffering so, so severe. Um, and I, and I, I think it scared society. I think it spooked society. Um, but you had Jack, who was just unbelievable in this movie, but you had these these this background, this cast... That and and I don't mean this in a bad way, but they were, you know, they 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 were they all had their own stuff, and and the sad thing about that movie was, and and again, this was so well written. There, there's 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 a lot that was going on in that movie, but Chief's character was basically afraid. He he you know he 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 stayed there because he had found a comfort. There was a level of comfort in there. And he, he was more or less lying, and he was lying to himself. And here comes Jack, R.P. McMurphy. And and I, I'm going to throw this in there. We'll come back. We'll, we'll do another episode. I, I, I will walk down this list of movies, and I want to sort of go off a little bit about the top five live acts that i seen earlier on. But this is, this is something that a lot of people knew and a lot of people didn't. At that time, when One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was being made, the there was, I believe there was two other actors. Now, this is true. It's not that I believe, but this is true. And I've always, when I've watched that movie, and I think for, for thousands and millions of other fans of this movie, they've all said the same thing. Who else would have you like who else could have played rp mcmurphy now i've heard this before that martin sheen was one of the other guys and and i and i'm a martin sheen fan okay don't get me wrong okay could he could have he done it yeah he could have do i think it would have been as cheeky and sassy and and really fucking raunchy raw like jack brought that i don't think so But here's the one name that I just found out a few years ago. The other name that was to, instead of Jack and instead of Martin Sheen. And when I read this, I I thought, you know what? That motherfucker could have pulled it off. Burt Reynolds was one of the other names. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, but I love Jack (laughs) like no one's business but Burt Reynolds could have pulled that R.P. McMurphy bullshit off. He could have. Um, let that sink in for a little bit. I am Jason York, the host of the podcast show. The York, pardon me, the host of the York podcast show. We'll do another episode. That will be uploaded later on. Again, stay safe. You go outside. I'm going to keep saying it. Wear a mask. And, and don't go downtown tomorrow and, and get into that havoc, that bullshit. Okay, the bullshit is the virus. We don't need to create anymore.